What's the best Chicago architecture tour? Do you think I've gone too far? You can't smell an iTunes. It's Dave Matthews Band and Before These Crowded Streets this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. You texted me this weekend. I did. This words that I wasn't sure what they meant, and then you told me a story, and I'm going to ask you yes. to repeat some quick, of this. Quick, yeah. A quick tangent. Quick tangent. This is also, a- this is the hottest story in the art world from four years ago. <laughs> But you just found out about now, and then it made it left me floored. Yeah, so. I, it was a story that I immediately was like, I have to tell Nadia about this because um, it's so weird and specific and about shitty people. Aww, um, so it all That's so nice. It all starts in Chicago with the construction of the Bean, uh-huh. the Cloud Gate, uh-huh. is what it's officially called, and the artist uh, whose name. I don't know how to pronounce, but I think it's um, Anish Kapoor. Um, we'll call him the Bean Guy because he hates that we call it the Bean. Uh, so he created the Chicago Millennium Park Bean. And anyway, sometime later, science creates the blackest black ever created, the blackest paint. What does that mean? It, it collects 99.98% of all visible light. So when you put it on something, it looks like a void into nothingness. So like this table, not even close to what Vanta Black is. This is nothing. No, this is Ikea Black. Yeah, this is maybe, this, this is. is absorbing maybe 20%. Uh-huh. Um, Vanta Black, all of it. So the bean guy bought the rights to the blackest black ever and so the art community was like, well, that's not really cool. Because, like, hey, art is for everybody. It's for the people. And you should know that you're an artist. And what did he use to with the blackest black? He he made, like, a line of $10,000 watches. What the fuck? And wouldn't let anyone else use it. Um, I'll say this. Don't fact check it. But. If you're using that second blackest black, you're likely to crash into Ooh, that's something. a good seg. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> that's the seg alert. I should introduce our guest who's been waiting patiently, um, who's laughing politely at that. Uh, you know him from the Birthday Boys and Netflix's Love, and he's a co-host of the Door Boys podcast. Please welcome Mike Mitchell. Hey, hey guys. Thanks for having me. And of course. I, I just want to say, fuck the bean now. Yeah, right? <laughs> fuck the bean. I had no idea that the bean's history was so yeah. storied. Va- Vanta Black? What is it? Vanta Black? Vanta Black. Yeah. When I was going through like my little like my the my my gothish phase, it would have been great to get a hold of this Vanta yeah. like a uh, to to the to blackest pay, black to get the blackest black is that's that would when I was listening to Tool and stuff, it would have been cool to yeah. Oh, yeah. to paint my room with the Vanta Black. It doesn't look like the walls are black. It just looks like there's no walls there anymore. Right, that like rules. you're just stepping yeah. into space essentially. Yeah. Um, Vanta Black rules. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe this villain like controls I know, he stole it. it. Well, he that, didn't steal it. He paid a lot of money for it. No, but that's crazy to own the rights to a color. Yeah. How much of a jerk do you have to be to mm-hmm. own the rights to yeah. something that's human eye perceives as 
blank. Like it's insane. Yeah. It's fucking insane. What I want a, I want a Vanta Black in like a Crayola box. I want I like little <laughs> yeah, children I want to be able to. Yeah. Again, it's apparently very volatile and can get like to 310 degrees Celsius um, and is like, can like burn you. Or I started telling the story by telling you about the bean. And I as I was telling you about the bean, I was like, this is not necessary to the story. <laughs> Listen, bean guy, if you're listening, fuck you. Yeah, what fuck do you think you. he would come on here to talk about? <laughs> I'll tell you what Mike is here to talk about today. Well, that's not a great segue, but it's necessary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mitch is here to talk about Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, it's true. I feel embarrassed as soon as you say it. No, no, it's Oof. good. You, When you sent over ideas, I was like, yes. And we'll, we'll dive more into it. Because, I mean, a lot of people know what Dave Matthews Band is. They know that it's music. Yeah. They know that it's got, like, a specific... Uh, type associated with it. Why do you know that? Why, why, why do I know Dave Matthews Band? Well, so look. Also, I want to say that that when when you when you told me the the premise of your podcast and to think of something, it, it, I made me think like a it made me feel like a dumb man because <laughs> I was like, what do I know a lot about? And I was like, I don't really know a lot about anything at all. And then you were like, Joe Saunders has talked about shirts. I was like, all right. <laughs> All right, I can figure this out. But anyways, the reason that I know of Dave Matthews Band is basically right when I was like becoming a teen, like tween into teen years, which is kind of the influential time of your life with music and kind of what you start getting into. It's stuff that like stays with you forever, obviously. I had like, like as like a preteen, I was like into like Aerosmith. And I actually like right around this time I got into Pink Floyd, which has stayed with me as well. And Dave Matthews Band, my, my, my best friend's sister was in college she went to i think uri or providence college and she got a cd remember two things sold to her at in college out of the trunk of a car and my friend justin who was my best friend started listening to him and and i got into him right there at the start and the their first big album under the table and dreaming was like my start into dave matthews band and i and and it was my formative years and it was just a very important that album was very important to me and then it just kind of snowballed from there little did i know that people who like dave matthews band were going to be mocked (laughs) (laughs) and that i wouldn't even like like i don't like people who like dave like fans of the like the people who are like hardcore fans of the band are like kind of like just dorky whatever music like oh like they're like they're fine but then the people who like are there's a lot of like Abercrombie and which is like not the type of crowd I liked at all in high school or in college or anything. I like mm-hmm. uh kind of like the the preppy like uh collared shirt wearing people. Even though I do, I'm wearing a collared shirt right now. There's this Atlantic article I found and from 2014, and mm-hmm. the first sentence is, "Fans of Dave Matthews Band are used to being laughed at." Yes. Do you think that's true or false? A hundred percent true, and like I've also, I mean, like it is, it is just that is just the way it is. I, it's that funny thing of like the like uh, America rode like the the wave with like Dave Matthews Band with Crash and the other big songs, and then they just got off, and then they mocked people who liked it. You know what I mean? And and there was like such like kind of like like I said that that preppy crowd that like I never wanted to be associated with that love. So you would go to their concerts and they would be like, I'm around people like I 
ex- like hate. I hate everyone here, mm-hmm. but I actually truly like the music. And I think that the band has gotten a bad rap over the years because of that. Like I think people are like, "Fuck Dave Matthews." I'm like, "Why? He's a nice he's a yeah. nice man." And then unfortunately, they their tour bus dumped a bunch of poop on people in uh, Chicago. I remember yeah, that? Yeah, we're getting we're gonna get we're getting we're get to that. Okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> and that was another that was another big a big issue, but. Under the Table and Dreaming came out, and I was, I, and this is 1994, I believe, and that was just like that was it. I I, I turned 12 that year uh, to age myself. I was I turned 12 in 1994. Very formative year. Very formative year. I was in middle school. This is like my first big middle school album, and and we were we were off to the races at this point. I, I was. <laughs> this is like the album I was listening to. I I got it like the day it came out. I was like into it early, and then. You started to see like, oh, there's like some success in the, in, with these guys or whatever. And, and that kind of just, it made me stick in there even more. I was like, yeah, I like these guys and they're good. And, and now people are starting to like them too. And it didn't work out that way. <laughs> but there's a sense when you're that age of like ownership of like, I found this on my own. This is oh, my thing. I didn't learn it from a, a sibling or a family member. This mm-hmm. I found on my own. It's mine. Especially yes. in... Pre-internet times, meaning I'm going to say like before YouTube, Mm -hmm. because I think even though there were probably blogs and music websites and stuff in the early O's, uh, if you did it, you, any kid today who's 12 right now, if you're 12 years old, you have so much information and access Mm -hmm. to every type of music. You could be the weirdest musical weirdo at your school Mm -hmm. um, and really just own people's asses with you know whatever your specific taste is but i feel like there was a time in which that was impossible to do so you're either listening to top 40 mm-hmm. or like college radio stations mm-hmm. or you needed to learn from somebody else or you had to seek it out on your own yeah or yeah. go to a record store and be like what's cool Where, right. what are the what are the <laughs> sam goody employees listening yeah. to let's check out that wall see what the recommendations mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. fiona apple wow my first <laughs> album that i felt like ownership of like I found this on my own was Chumbawamba and mm. I don't have that same relationship with them that you do with, with, with DMB. <laughs> uh, I, well, I kept going because then Cra- <laughs> Crash came out in 1996 and that was, and also here's another thing too. I know a lot about this subject too much about Dave Matthews band. That's okay. And then there will be Dave Matthews band fans who are like, He's like fucking up and will be mad at me. That, like there, there, there are so many. It's a safe space here. Yeah, <laughs> I, like Dave Matthews Band still has like a message board. It's called Ants Marching. I've been there before, and like they still like when a new album is coming out, I'll, I'll pop in there to see what's going on. Like I still will go in there, but like everyone else has moved over to Reddit. Like these, pe- like these, like these people still have like these old forums. Like I'm, I know like Fish does too, but like it's like a specific category of like. Oh, a lot of people moved over to Reddit or other websites, and this one, like, still, it's like antsmarching.org or whatever you go to for. Where the diehards live. Where the diehards do live and post constantly. There's a new post. There's multiple new posts tonight on that wow. on that website, which is insane. Why tonight? Well, or, just because every because okay, every just, night, uh, yeah, every thought, every night. I thought something big was happening with no, Dave. It's just, it's just like, what a perfect. Uh, it's it's just, Carter Beaufort's birthday, maybe, yeah. or something like that. It's where they live and breathe. <laughs> That's, That's good. Your, it's your community. Yeah, we have comedy. God forbid, other people mm. have other interests. Yeah. Well, nobody's <laughs> going to be listening to this mad that you don't know enough because I feel like I've aggressively avoided Dave Matthews Band. Of course, since 1994. Why is that? Is it just you didn't like it when you first heard it? I 
The only song I can think of that I even know is The Space Between. Yeah. I'm sure there's other songs that I'd hear and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. It's fine. So I can tell you the whole story with that album and and that song. I mean, that song specifically. I I, I mean, not that song specifically, but the album and how that all came to be. What album is that? It's the black and white cover, right? Yes. Yes. The album is called Every Day. And so that album... So one, of, I I told Nadia that what the the big album I loved is before these crowded streets, which is I think I truly think it is one of the great rock and roll albums. I love it. I I, I truly when I like heard that album, I was like, I can't believe this is as like kind of like experimental and trippy and cool and super well produced. And I was like, this is like a band that's like this is like such a cool, interesting album. It wasn't like as commercially like they they weren't like getting played on pop stations as much as they wanted to. And this is the album that had like um, "Don't Drink the Water" and uh, "Crush." If you, the bass song, it's like you know that song. Is that the Seinfeld theme? The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I didn't know Dave Matthews did the they Seinfeld they, theme. They, they do the Seinfeld theme. <laughs> um. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I, 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 I have a vague sense memory of the song you're singing. And then Don't Drink the Water is, uh, is it sounds a little like, uh, hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. <laughs> And then there's that other track that's uh, uh, Halloween that's like, I'll be there for you. <laughs> oh, I put I the claps in the wrong place trying to get my stupid joke No, no, in. no. That's that's the album version. They come in at that <laughs> You're right, spot. you're right. They like they edited it for the TV version. I had no idea they were so influential on everything that we uh, watched growing up. Well, they, yeah. Well, look, <laughs> they are truly an influential band. Anyways. This this album, which I love, and I and I, here's the thing: they're not even my favorite band right now. I mean, like Pink Floyd is maybe my favorite band of all time, which, whatever. And the, but like I I, I list, I'll go back and I listen to Dave Matthews like albums like, you know, like once every year or a year and a half or something. I'll, I'll put them on, and, if, and then if one comes, if a song comes up in my in my shuffle and I and it, and it hits me in the right way, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play this one out. But for the most part, I'm skipping through and listen to like cat stevens and boring old man music but um well they got nine albums which i don't know why i thought they only had like maybe five or six i'm surprised every few years another one comes out and i remember that i know nothing about them yeah (laughs) well so this was like a big that so before these crowd streets was a big turning point for dave matthews band so it wasn't like it was a huge success It, it it went to number one on the Billboard Top 100 or whatever, or 200, whatever the hell it is. Uh, it debuted not the um, Titanic soundtrack out of the number one spot. Oh, wow. Good um, for them. I think yeah. I knew that. That seems like something that like logged away somewhere. I'm, yeah. In fact, I decided to hold on to them. They, they sunk the Titanic was probably the news in the, uh, in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the Billboard magazine. I'm sure that's what it said. Um, but... They weren't like happy that the the songs were kind of like longer songs. This guy Steve Lillywhite produced the album. Who's like, 
he's produced like some Pogues albums and U2 albums, and he I think he's a good producer. He's made a lot of songs that I've loved. But did he do the U? Uh, which YouTube albums? All that you can't leave behind? Uh, possibly yes. Okay, no, I'm just where I'm because I feel like that was like a weird sound departure, mm. and I wonder if that's that guy's deal. Is he, like he goes to bands and he's like, we're gonna mix it up with you guys. Well, so Lily White produced their first three. He produced Under the Table and Dreaming crash and before these crowded streets there he is right there uh and so he produced those and then there was an album called remember two things which is like their first kind of like that was like their first real album that had like some live recordings and some studio recordings and then there was another one called recently which was uh what is it what is it is it an ep what is it what is it lp or ep which is the What's the shorter one? EP is shorter. E- EP is LP shorter. is like a full album. Yeah. Okay, e- then it was an EP okay. uh, recently. And so Lily White produced these three albums before these Crowded Streets came out. And they were like, we're not getting like enough like radio play or whatever. They went back into the studios. They started working on a new album, uh, which is called The Lily White Sessions, which never got released this sounds familiar so this is like a big thing in dave matthews band history okay. which uh if you two want to just grab a pillow and put your head down and go to sleep I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you about it but it's basically this this lily white these lily white sessions that never got released this was like the next album after before these card streets which everyone like their fans these people who post on the master boards really loved mm-hmm. and like midway through the recording of the sessions they were like they were like, we're not feeling this at all. Okay. They fired Steve Lillywhite. They went with Glenn Ballard, who... Mm. Uh, Alanis you know, Morissette. Alanis Morissette. Um, he, Dave Matthews wrote the album. So, like, all their songs were, like, they would, like, create... They jam out these, like, little... They jam out little ditties. I sound like mm-hmm. a real cool music guy. And then they would, like, test them on the road. And then these songs would just grow or whatever. And then they would have them in, in the studio. And that's what kind of what the deal was with, with the Lily White Sessions and all these other songs that they had before. Then when it came to the – with when, he, when Dave decided to work with Glenn Ballard, they went and they wrote the album in two weeks. Just him and Glenn Ballard, like, sat down and wrote it all in two weeks. Machine. And, 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 that, and the result of that is every day – which was like a huge departure in like a bad way. It was like a very poppy. Yeah, because isn't the the title track off of that one? It's like I don't remember the lyrics, but it's like every day. Yes, well, I, I think go, that played at Best Buy when I went there. This is sounding familiar. Every day, and I'm not lying to you. That's one of the best songs on the album. Yeah, that because that actually that comes that that came from a song. Is it the song? Is it number forty or something? It came from like a song that was actually like an actual road tested song, and uh, and that so that song is like that is one that I actually when I when I hear that album I like. But this was these were dark times when this album came out. <laughs> it, it was, it was AntsMarching.org was furious. It was everyone like I did it was like the lead and like Tim Kalpakis used to make fun of me all the time. It was like I like Dave Matthews. He's like I did it. And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, I, did, I did it. I think I've gone too far. Yes. I did it. Yeah. Guilty as, as charged. charged. Yes. I just remembered a Dave Matthews song. That- Steve! Oh. Yay! We're you- unlocking hidden things. Uh, I- <laughs> you, I'm mad at you because you remember the worst, <laughs> like maybe the worst Dave Matthews song there is. Real, real quick to take it back for a second. Yes. Let's pretend that like aliens came down to Earth and mm. they were like, 
what the hell is Dave Matthews Band? Yeah. Like, how would you define their original audio and aesthetics and, like, what their sound was? Because, you know, for them to get to this point, because Every Day became their fourth album, and those first three were kind of maybe not always critical hits, but certainly commercial successes. So, like, well, I'm trying to track what, not just why the departure happened, but, like, what makes the departure so influential? Well, the sad thing is, is that every day became like a big smash hit. Like, like they it it got them kind of what they wanted. The space between was like a ballad, like fucking played at proms and stuff, and people were, and it was like a big stupid dumb song that people. I feel like loved. it's an Adam Sandler movies. It, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dave right. Matthews himself is an Adam Sandler movie. That's true. And he does a gr- damn good job. <laughs> Um, he was also in the movie adaptation of Where the Red Fern Grows. That's right, yeah. And what? he plays guitar. Isn't it weird that I only know the most specific, <laughs> un- uh, unnecessary Dave Matthews things? I know that, but and was, I did it. There was a movie adaptation of Where the Red Fern Grows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How did I miss this? Well, I guess it wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did you miss this? I don't understand how you could miss the Red Fern Grows movie. Uh, with Dave All the Matthews. posters spread out across LA, Red Fern. Yeah, and you are such a big Red Fern Grows fan. Oh, I'm a real, I'm a real RF head. Yeah, <laughs> Dave Matthews. I can name, I can't name the other actor, but the actress who played Violet Beauregard in the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory oh, remake. Um, Anna uh, Sophia Robb. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, Anna Sophia Robb. You had that too quick. Because uh, she's also in Bridges. <laughs> Uh, bridge to from of oh Terabithia. 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 I don't know where the bridges of for or from Terabithia. She stands out in my mind so much because of the horrific when she turns into yeah blueberry and the new oh yeah she rolls her head. I hate it so much. I I don't like that movie. I hate I I I hate how I hate how she looks. This is going to really um, <laughs> fuck with you, but Anna Sophia Robb is actually here right now. Anna, come on in. Oh, no. Hi, Anna. Sit down. Why did, what do you, how is it working with Mr. Matthews? <laughs> um, yeah, so like, okay, so going back yes, to okay, it. So, okay, the, so, you, want so they, to, you want me to talk so, to these aliens, which I would be terrified of, by Well, the way. I mean, they're friendly. Look, They look like us. It's more like mm. a Third Rock from the Sun situation. <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel like the Third Rock from the, what was the Third Rock from the Sun? Well, the Third Rock from the Sun theme, it was like, crash into me. <laughs> 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 that song is so horny. I'll get to that in a second. Anyway. Let's imagine that Kristen Johnson, French Stewart, and John Lithgow mm-hmm. as aliens mm-hmm. have come to Earth, and they're the ones that are, are asking, asking me this you. question. Yeah, they're yeah. like, what's Dave Matthews about? Mm-hmm. So, and Jane Curtin's around if you need, like, a level head. So, <laughs> so here's the issue. Is I, I'd be laughing my ass off the entire time. <laughs> uh, I think that the thing that that drew them to me was, I mean, I like overly produced music. I, I speci- specifically like the acoustic '90s sound. I loved. There's so much stuff like now that like feels like they took a singular part of something and like singled it down and made it sound perfect. So much that it doesn't sound like it was like recorded in a room. Are you a fan of like the Phil Spector wall of sound type music, or is it just? That- yeah, I think it gets. I get. I think like stuff that gets trippy and like jams out a little bit. I'm. I'm a big fan of. So they they have like a ton of influences. He's Dave Matthews is South African, so there's a lot of South African influences. Does in- he have an accent? He kind of. He sounds like more weird. So he 
He so like Elon Musk, <laughs> where you can't place where the fuck he's from. Charlottesville, he moved to Charlottesville, Virginia. He worked in this 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 bar called Miller's, and that's where he met met Carter Beaufort and um, uh, not Stefan, but uh, Leroy Moore. And so those two were like they're were just amazing musicians, and they are amazing musicians. This is the sad part. Leroy Moore has passed away. That is also a sad part. But the sad part is is that those guys were so good. That they've like never received the credit that they deserve. Carter Beaufort is like one of the best drummers. People who are like musicians respect him. He's great. Uh, but like, yeah, there's like jazz influences, kind of like southern influences. There's a lot of different things, all packaged in this kind of '90s vibe, which is some of my, you know, you put a little twist of a uh, of a. Uh, we're talking Pearl Jam. We're talking Soundgarden. We're talking what else was? Uh, little Miss Can't Be Wrong. Who who uh, who are the guys uh, who sang? Little Miss, Little Miss Can't Be yeah. Wrong. Like uh, two princes who adore you. Yeah. What's it? What the hell is the name spin of that? Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. A little Spin Doctors vibe mm-hmm. in there. Um, I just thought that these guys did it like so well. And before these cars streets, just felt like an like it felt like a Pink Floyd album or something to me, where it was like. There were these little commercials in between songs, where uh, like interstitial songs, where they that were just was a playing. thing. Yeah, that was, it was. They, don't, they can't really do that anymore. They don't do it anymore. We're, we're streaming and we're just picking and choosing songs. It's it's just such an album. Like they 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 it, it, it's it's just such an. The album starts off with like it's called Pantala Naga Pampa, I believe. Or yeah, I've, you can probably help me out with the pronunciation of it. Pantala Naga Pampa. Yeah. Yes, and so. That starts the album. Off. I didn't do any better. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and but you and, said it with a tone where it was like, "Oh, okay, well, it must be right." <laughs> yeah, you got it. You thought we've said, this, we've, said this time, we've said this time and time again. All you need to do to walk into a room is confidence. Mm-hmm. This dude, and I never do it. <laughs> but when we do do it, things happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that it's like a forty-second bit. Yeah. It's an, an intro and says like, "Come and relax now. Put your troubles down. Whatever, whatever." And then at the end. Uh, they kind of have like a closing thing at the, that's a little hidden track at the end of the song Spoon and it's kind of like goodbye for now or whatever is basically Alanis Morissette's on that Alanis Morissette is on Spoon and she's also on Don't Drink the Water she's on Don't Drink the Water she's great she's great on the album there's I mean like it's just such an interesting sounding album I and I you know like I've tried to play I played this for Mike Cassidy and Paul Russ before and they were both like this sucks they didn't like it <laughs> But 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 I think that this album from beginning to end is is awesome. It's just an interesting sound. There's nothing really like it in my mind. So audio wise, we're hearing like jazz elements. We're hearing South African elements. Mm-hmm. We're hearing um, we're picking up on like that early mid '90s alt rock grungy yes. kind of college radio sound, mm-hmm. acoustic rock. Yes. Yep. So all of that's being sort of mixed together in this musical stew, if you will. Yep. And before these crowded streets becomes almost the like ultimate version of that you think even more than the first two which is um um under the table and dreaming though both both like different albums and i and i love both of them but i think before these cross streets is my favorite album yeah okay and i put that up there with like i still think it's maybe my like top 10 greatest albums sure but also this is look people don't respect my music taste because i like dave matthews band (laughs) like uh, i like dave matthews band i got into music from aerosmith I mean, my first, my the first tapes I ever had, it was Snow's Informer, and Criss Cross's Jump <laughs> were the two tapes that I first had. I mean, rest in peace to Chris or Cross. I forget which one passed away, but one of them passed away. Yeah. Oh. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, but but that so those two those were my first like 
cassette tapes and then i got into aerosmith which i think like i think aerosmith is maybe more embarrassing i mean i, mean, yeah, I, think- I was in um my brother bought um the first cd that we ever had because mm-hmm. we shared was big ones they're like oh yeah, yeah. i remember big ones and get a grip and get a grip mm-hmm. get a grip was the huge. pierced udders yeah. like, oh, see that i know and there was it was like furry the other like if you like yeah took the sleeve out like it was furry, and then i think it kind of like smelled weird um, it smelled like an udder. It smelled like an udder. They got they got the, the actual, they got the smell of an udder and they put it into a CD <laughs> and, jacket. And that they don't people don't put udder smells in CD jackets that much anymore. Yes, because like you said, and it's the iTunes. Thing. Yeah, you can't do you can't it. Smell you just, an you iTunes. You can't. Oh yeah, what is it going to emit from your computer? Yes. Maybe. They Why should. not? There should be. They should <laughs> there be, should be a, a scratch thing. and sniff yeah. on your. There should be a scratch and sniff app where you just like move your finger really fast yes. and, and then. Spray out into your face, I think. <laughs> That's not impossible. If you go to like those like Halloween horror nights mazes and stuff, like you go into like the bathroom and they're pumping in like poop smell, and you go into like yeah. another place that smells like candy and stuff, or like Disneyland rides do that. Like mm-hmm. you could they you could have com- scent compartments in your computer. I agree. That could be a thing. It would be like a it's like a if you get new cartridges like yeah, ink cartridges, like cartridges. Once, once they're done. You just buy the smells you want. Yeah. I mean I guess that's candles and then you don't have to <laughs> Yeah. We're talking about a digital candle, <laughs> but one that smells. Look, Steve's right. You can't smell an iTunes. It's that's true. The, you, that's can't the, it. you can't that's smell it. That's where we land. It's yeah. true. You just have to light a candle and put it on. Um. So if that early sound, what? So let me take it back. So with before these crowded streets being this kind of jammy, almost hippie-ish mix of all these sounds, and then mm. every day being the sharp departure into pop yes like like almost- electric there's it's electric guitar like uh it just the, the the songs were shorter not jammed out and just the quality of the songs are just not as good the album is i think a hard one to listen to it's it's like very like as a fan or just in general if you're listening to i think music? a combo of the two i mean like i played it out a little bit because i was a fan so like i found moments to like on it but i but it was not a. It's not a good album. If you if you had if I like if I had to listen to it today, I'd be like, oh, this song sucks, and I'm sitting through this like, even it's only three minutes. It. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just listen. to I did it. Turn on. I did it for a moment, and you will. And that's all you'll need to hear. Um. Now, I feel like Dave Matthews Band has a specific. We kind of talked about it a little bit. We touched on the idea that there's this aesthetic attached to Dave Matthews Band. You think of. I think some musical acts have this like uh-huh. with fish it kind of or grateful dead you've got people that are following them on tour a lot and there's uh-huh. there's many types of people who love fish but like i think if you were a a hack in a room a hack in a writer's room you'd be going oh this like hippie-ish guy loves fish like that's the impression yes. given but the impression given about Dave matthews band fans mm-hmm. is that they're just what frat boys that are getting drunk all the time, like frat boys. I mean, some of that comes from the way that they came up. Like I said, they started in Miller's. Dave Matthews band. Dave Matthews himself was a bartender in Miller's pub or Miller's bar. I forget what it is. And then he, he and the the guy started to like tour around and play frat houses. So like, they came up through colleges, like people in in college. But look, this is a '90s college, which is the cooler yeah. version of college. I went to a less cool 2000s college oh, which is not, as, not as cool as 90s college no. no 90s college is like you can get away with things it's pcu baby it's, uh, <laughs> uh, and ours i say this all the time but it 
it was I wished it was more Animal Housey College and it was more uh, Van Wildery. Yeah, it's like a little like kind of like. And now it's what Euphoria. Yeah, less is classes, more fun. Yeah. Is college yeah. euphoria now? I thought euphoria was high school. It is high school, but like, is that like, is it an extension or is it? Is there something else what that is college, college is now? I feel like college now is just uh, people freaking out about how much it's going to cost them, and then knowing <laughs> that the world's going to end. Yeah, in four years. and occasional ass eating in between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when there's time. <laughs> Could I think of? A song that you would maybe like. I don't know if I'm I could. sure I would. For me, Dave Matthews Band, it was always associated like all the really, because I went to like a nice um, suburban high school with lots mm. of pretty white Abercrombie people. Yes. And everybody loved Dave. All the popular kids loved Dave Matthews Band. Dave. I remember everyone always called him Dave. We're listening to Dave. We're going they to don't know Dave. him. They've never met him. Thank that's, you. That's so... Uh, I, uh, I personally hated that, too. Yeah. For me, I always thought, like, well, that's for them. I'm not popular. I don't like Dave. Dave's not for me. Who's, Dave's for... Well, who is for you, then? Oh, God. I loved um, just... All just that, all the shittiest pop music that was on TRL. I worked at Best Buy, so whatever, whatever the record companies decided teenagers should be listening to, (laughs) just got played in my brain over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Oh, Soul Decision, okay." Yeah, Aerosmith (laughs) is still around with Jaded. (laughs) I don't remember any lyrics. Um, that's that's the, part of it. I the think. DVD player, the DVD melted inside the DVD player when I was working, and so for two hours it just kept going. Hey, jaded, you got your mother's. Hey, and I didn't notice because I had tuned it out so hard. And finally, a customer was like, "It's just playing jaded over and over again." Not even the whole thing. No, just like thirty seconds. God, fucking jaded. I forgot about and also was a huge. I liked Aerosmith a lot. That was like the band I, for, and then th- that yeah. did zero for me. Jaded did. Mila zero Kunis for me. was in that music video. Oh, mm-hmm. damn. All right. So check that out. We'll, we'll post it on by, the Instagram. I think Aerosmith in parts holds up. I mean, yeah. Dream On is good. I so think you think that- Aerosmith is less embarrassing than Dave Matthews Band? This is a good. This Ooh, is. I don't know. That's I don't, tough. I, I feel like it's. You mean if I'm driving down Sunset blasting Love in an Elevator? Is that cooler than driving down Sunset Blasting? I did it. <laughs> God, probably. I love it. Um, I, what's I found interesting is that, like, at least in the original lineup, I think it's like three out of five members were black. Yes. However, Dave Matthews Band, I feel like, is the butt of jokes if you're going to make a white people like dot, dot, dot kind of joke. Like, it's this is- so associated with middle class whiteness. Why do you think that is? This is this, this is a tr- this is tricky for me because I I agree and I mean I think it just is because of the fan base it's like such a it's just such a super white fan base but yes Dave Matthews he's and also Dave Matthews isn't just like a white middle class American guy he came from South Africa he left South Africa because he was going to be forced to join the apartheid army and he and he and he left and him and his friends like when he was younger he would go into ice cream shops and that that like a uh, and that wouldn't allow like black children to sit in the shops and he'd have his friends sit in his lap and stuff. So this guy is like a good man in a lot of ways. Like has always kind of been fighting for the right thing. And I don't know that I, but well, I mean, yes, but also he's the guy that wrote, uh, 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 
sweet you rock and sweet you roll lost for you i'm so lost for you sure while spying on a lady so there's that he could have but- been a social warrior <laughs> but what's wrong with writing what's wrong what's wrong with writing this oh, oh i mean like don't drink the water is a, is basically about like indigenous people he has a lot of yeah he has a lot of messages in his songs that's that that and that get overlooked yes because we get songs like i'm bare boned and crazy for you as a lyric and then white people go well that's fun i like horny let's go with that as opposed to something else that maybe has a message is what you're saying (laughs) i'm bare boned it's 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 a great that's a great little love song crash into me i mean like look like that's not my favorite dave matthews song but even still that song i'm like it's a good song for what it was. It was a hit, and it, and it worked, and that kind of catapulted them into the American consciousness. I guess <laughs> hike up your skirt a little more and show your world to me is what made America say yes. I don't yes. mind that. No, Just bare bone doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> what does it mean to be bare boned? Some of his lyrics are a little wild. Uh, <laughs> I, like I get it he's bare and he's boned is probably what he's going for but that's not what bare boned means hike up your skirt a little more and show your world to me gets me as a lady and makes me go like oh okay, it makes my skin crawl sure, a little but, bit but just to play devil's advocate here the uh-huh. line is hike up your skirt a little more which means she already has hiked up her skirt Fair. which means she's consensual okay you know if we're gonna logic piece this out yes. yeah then in that case like they're on board yeah. he'll be he'll be he'll, he'll write like kind of horny-ish like he, he that's also kind of why i like him he'll he'll write like songs that are like oh i'm trying to get like people to kind of like dance and go crazy or whatever and and some of them are kind of like base level stupid but then some a lot of them are really deeper and 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 have meaning and are, are I, I don't know it's 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 especially just a guy who came up through it like the the musical journey you go on before these cross streets god that sounds so lame but it is but it, it's it's great from from there's just so many different like sounds and and each song is just completely different so do you feel like Dave Matthews Band is a guilty pleasure do we even like that term or do we feel like uh no they're they're in their own right as great musicians I I mean like I'm embarrassed to talk about them so i mean so in that way like uh i think that that like my friend justin who was very much into him was like i don't listen to him anymore and like when you talk about them i think it's embarrassing and his brother mentioned them at his wedding fuck him no 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 Steve, I don't know. That seems like he's, what no, you want to like. He's a great like. guy. He's a cra- he's, 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 right. he's my best friend. He's great. Okay. 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 But also, also a side little tangent. It's just that thing of like what you want to like. Like, yeah. Where I'm, I'm so tired of people. Co- I think especially because being on social media and like our worlds are smaller now because of that. So opinions are flying at us every day, all the time about things. Mm-hmm. If you like something, that's okay. I agree. Like what you like. Sure, I agree with that too. I don't love the term guilty pleasure because I have no guilt and I like the worst stuff. If what you like happens to be what everybody else likes, that's fine. If what you happen to like is a quote, big quotes, cultured or critically acclaimed or whatever, that's fine too. Boring. Yeah. I think culture is so bad now too that uh, like uh, Dave Matthews, band is like beethoven <laughs> yeah <laughs> um I, I but i i did it did annoy me that people it does like semi annoy me that people are like it's super white m- music when carter Beaufort is a black man boy tinsley is another black like 
the like not the majority of the band, but there there's a few Leroy Moore. There was it was the majority of the band at one point. It was Dave Matthews and Stefan Lazard who was seventeen, and Dave Matthews who was a South American, a South African. Like uh, it it and then it's like oh this band has like a reputation as a white band when like literally there are like three super talented black musicians in the band. It's a weird thing, but the people who are reading up, eating it up as we know were Abercrombie and Fitch, yeah. loving. And also, I mean, that's got to be part of the publicity and the record company behind it being like, get the white guy out front. Mm-hmm. Well, the the way they became Dave Matthews Band is that they like they 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 had a name that was like it meant like it was like a South African name for smile, and the band and like it was hard to like pronounce and no one liked it. Is and it Dumwella? That's right. Yes, and and so every- Dumwella. Dumwella. Dumuela. And D- so D U M W E L A H. That's a band that wouldn't have been successful. No. Dumuela wouldn't have been successful. But like like they called up and they were like, just put down Dave Matthews. And then they got to like a venue and it said Dave Matthews band after it. And they were like, let's just keep going with by this. That's how that's how it all okay. that's how that all well, That's a fun story. I like to imagine it said Dave Matthews and then in parentheses band. <laughs> Dave Matthews. It's a there's, band. There's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. We were when when me and the birthday boys, a band that is a band, a, group, <laughs> it's a like, band. It's like a band of like merry men. A band of of men of but and also all white seven white men. Um, when we when we first started doing uh, like UCB stuff, we were put down as like the Ithaca guys or whatever. Like we like we didn't have a mm-hmm. name forever. It's hard to name a band. It is. No. I think it's really hard. I think it's hard to come up with a good name. No, I disagree. There's a band generator website. Oh, okay. Band Please. You can't name. leave it to the damn website. <laughs> yeah, you can. 2019. I'm going to name Let my robots, band right now. Let robots do the work for us. The I think that the 2000s, like, the album Every Day aligned with, I think, and I know that you like this music, and I, and I think that that's fine, too, but in my mind, like, that early aughts is like the downfall of music in so oh, many different for ways. Sure. Okay, all right, I'm glad oh, that you're yeah. No, no. Yeah. Every song that I'm referring to when I say like was my jam in high school has the exact same instrumental. Yeah. Has the exact same like um I'm sure there's a name for it, but like whatever that beat is that every pop song had. Like Britney Spears used it in every single song. They all yeah. sound the same. That's that's I, I like that comfort though. I so I so badly wanted to like find like the Led Zeppelin or like the Pink Floyd of like my era, what's that going to be? And then like I thought that was going to be Dave Matthews, and then like it truly, it wasn't at all. And then and then like all the music that came out in like early two thousands, there are some bands that obviously are like are are good and uh, like you know like good uh, like indie kind of rock bands came around in, mm-hmm. in a, a few years or whatever, but. That wasn't my style as much, and I just I I, I was just mad at music for a long time. <laughs> and I, just, I went I went further back. I listened to classic rock all through high school and into college, and then rap, classic rock and rap. That's yeah, kinda, that's kind of what I went after. I think that there are, every decade has big pockets of what happening musically. Yeah. That said, I'm gonna agree with you on that early aughts being like, oh, oh yeah, no. garbage. It was it was trash. It was like. Boy bands and girl bands and and like new metal. It was like there was like so much stuff that like sucked. It was all and so mass produced. Like yes. TRL got popular and everyone was just like, all right. So there's the three things: we've got rap rock, yeah. We've got um, teenage girls, yeah. and we've got boy bands, and that's just everything needs to be that. 
And Dave Matthews, I thought for a while there was was it was fighting the good fight. <laughs> yeah, I remember he watching- was, but then. Um, what was it called? The one that I do know. Every day, here we yeah. go. Yeah, I did, I did it. Did it. Yeah. yeah, that was probably in a direct response to the TRL. Yes. Kind of, because um, yeah, on just that the Ramones were a response to the Eagles. Yeah. I did it was a response to NSYNC. <laughs> well, no, I think it was there, like, trying to get on get into that because jewel did the same for thing. sure she had a pop album under you, you you knocked it out of the park because that is exactly like one that it was like 2001 or whatever yeah. when that album came out and that and that's exactly they wanted what to be trl was. popular and, and, just like and jewel and all these other i'm trying to think of anyone else who was in 2001 that yeah. wasn't like a known pop star like a britney spears yeah Ooh, it just like shift focused to be more pop oriented i mean no I, doubt I did too. it yeah they did they went from like what ska ish to um to yeah. then you know feeling hella good i'm like ugh. i got news for you guys i think that the i did it video premiered on trl i so. bet it did i bet it did i'm, pr- and I'm I bet gonna it look it up i'm just it- gonna trust that that's true i mean it definitely was on trl no matter what so i know that for a fact but it i think that maybe it premiered on trl or something i remember like going home and Watching yeah. it on MTV. And Even like, Marilyn oh. Manson like dipped his toes into it and was like, "Oh, I think I can kind of cross over a little bit into oh, this." Yeah. yeah, and did not. No, he did the Dope Show. He performed at the VMAs, Nadia. Oh my God, you're the right. Video Music Awards <laughs> when they mattered. <laughs> I know. I, I every time they come on and they're like, "They're here again." I'm like, "Do people? Is this oh, still yeah. a thing?" I just saw a commercial for one that said, "Like, don't miss all those moments to talk about." And it's like, what moments? <laughs> <laughs> no red hot chili pepper is gonna climb a set nowadays, right? Uh, uh, you know what? You're all right. What? I mean, I don't think. <laughs> Um, Madonna's not going to kiss Britney and Christina. <laughs> Make a, a, a lesbian moment out of it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm looking up to see if I, if the music video did premiere on TRL. By the way, okay. MTV we're we're going like, to get to the bottom of this. MTV was seeped into all of that because then like Eminem was rapping about mm. sitting next to Fred Durst at the VMAs <sighs> in one of his songs. Commentary. Little bitch put me on blast on MTV. Yeah, he's cute, but I think he's married to Kim. Hee <laughs> hee. So that's the kind of music I was really into. <laughs> hey, guys. I you are like... from Detroit, so. That's true. I had to. I got some news here. Dave Matthews Band made history by becoming the first major artist to release a single directly to Napster. Whoa. Wow. Posting I did it on the controversial file swapping service six weeks before the new album was officially released. Whoa. I mean, talk about knowing your audience being college kids with High speed internet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the fan base has a bad rep, which we've kind of talked about. I wanted to see, like, do you guys think there's other fan bases that have an equally not as great reputation as Dave Matthews Band? Like, one that comes to mind is, you know, Parrot Heads. Like, yes. I feel like yeah. Jimmy Buffett yeah. falls in the same category of music as, like, people who love Jimmy Buffett often go to his shows. Uh, they have a life. There's a whole lifestyle attached to it. It feels like Dave Matthews Band is kind of similar. I just want to see if there's any others. Juggalos. Ooh, yeah. They almost see, feel like a different. It feels. I, th- I think that I think Dave Matthews Band with Parrot Heads is pretty, especially now the people yeah. who still are kind of into him. I think that kind of is pretty. That's pretty accurate. I think that Juggalos are different. Though I respect the Juggalos. They can. They they seem like a peaceful community. Right. Like what you like. It goes back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think that there is some bands that are like some of those new metal bands that I like. I'm like, Ugh, and I do think that they actually suck. That I like Limp Biscuit. I mean, like Limp Biscuit, or like even like there's even bands worse than Limp Biscuit that I can't. I I've erased from my memory. Stained. Stained, like those type of bands. Stained type of bands that I'm like. If you're a fan of that still, is there anyone who even is a fans of that music still? I mean, no, the people who made that music gave up <laughs> on it. <laughs> I will say this about Limp Bizkit. It turns out that Fred Durst runs a jazz night wow. in LA. Good for him. And is apparently like a big patron of the arts. Like he's done movie producing for indie films. Uh, he's the guy who clearly... Fred Durst is like celebrity, a celebrity cockroach. I don't dislike him. I'm just saying like he somehow has survived... He sometimes he somehow is still around. Yes, he should. He should like. He should have somehow faded into existence and been just like, I'm gonna go buy a farm in Montana with my Limp Biscuit money. And instead, the guy is like, No, I'm gonna become the fucking Medici family. I'm gonna be a patron of the arts. I have. I bought, um, God, chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water. Oh, we all did. <laughs> Yeah, you that said that title was such like dripping disdain for yourself in yeah. your voice because I never really gave into that stuff too much. And then I, I like there was I remember there was like a Red Man and Method Man like song on, and like, together now and together and, like mm-hmm. and then but then there was like a bonus track where they also had like another song on it that like uh, maybe it was just Method Man or something like that. And I was like, hey, like I like these yeah. guys. They're, these guys are cool. And then. There was like a couple songs, but man, Limp Biscuit is. I can't imagine that Roland doesn't hold up. But no, Roland wasn't on Chocolate Star. And Together Now was a great song. It was. I mean, it, I think that that's a song that I could maybe still play. Yeah. And, and when like Fred Durst comes on, I'd be like, hey, "That's not my favorite," but whatever. I don't know. Like, uh, I remember liking the song "Boiler" by uh, by. Is that what it was called? "Boiler" by Limp Biscuit. And then I never liked them. I just got, I just wanted. I got that last album because I hated. There early, and I hated Kid Rock, and then now Kid Rock is like the fucking this asshole that's still around. Yeah. He was like, always a rich kid, though, right? Didn't he grow up wealthy in Michigan and like wanted to be like a, a teen pop star, and then kind of decided, oh, I'll do a trailer trash image. I feel like that's his backstory. Probably. Why? Well, see, these guys should get so much more shit than I mean, like. He's nowhere near Detroit. I did know that he grew up in I think Romeo, which is nowhere near Detroit. Yeah, and I like I saw a picture of the house he grew up in as a kid, and it's like a big house. Fuck Kid Rock. Yeah. Why are all these like? Dave- but I like that Leonard Skinner ripoff song that he had about uh-huh. like riding uh-huh. on a boat or something. Like, Who's not? <laughs> how did, how yeah, does- that, you know the one. <laughs> and like, and there's also like kind of Werewolves of London or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Singing Sweet Home Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. That's the one. Palette cleansing for just a second. Um, I want to talk about the song that's on um, Before These Crowded Streets, Mac Head. You call it oh. a palette cleanser. I call it getting back to the topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, quickly. I also just want to quickly say that it's not fair to me that these bands aren't like... I think Dave Matthews' band is more of a punching bag than like even Limp Biscuit is. Like People maybe just forgot about Limp Biscuit more. Or even that, like, they are, like, lumped up into the same group as... And I'm like, no, they're not the same group as Limp Biscuit. Like, these... And they're all it nice could, guys. What's the deal here? They were never as yeah. annoying as fucking Fred Durst was ever. I do think you have a point because uh, they had an album come out in 2018. So they're still top of mind because they continue yeah. to work and they continue to do what they want to do. And there's a lot of secret Dave Matthews band fans. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Because I'm sure they tour and I'm sure they make a lot of good money touring. Yeah. And I'm sure... Ev- if you go to a Dave Matthews 
band concert, I bet you 90% of the people there are looking around worried they're going to get recognized. By <laughs> and then it's like, if you're recognized at a DMB concert, they're also there. Yes. Yep. It's like playing hooky. Like yeah. you worry somebody from work or school will see you. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if they see you, they're not supposed to be there either. Yeah. My family, I took my family to an Eagles concert at Hollywood Bowl. It was a fucking blast. We had a, good, yeah. we had a great time. Everyone makes fun of the Eagles too. I didn't give a shit. It was great. Yeah. Um, how many times have you seen Dave Matthews Band in concert? Oof, probably like mm, it's up there, maybe like fourteen times, probably. Okay, that's yeah. not crazy. It's not yeah. crazy, but or, also like yeah. pro- maybe like besides Pink Floyd, or like Roger Waters more so. That's probably the con- like the the band that I've been to the concert concerts to the most, and they also come like every year, basically. Like they've tour, they tour like crazy. Yeah, and so they are like a band that's like available to go see. So I, I've, I've seen them a lot, and then Roger Waters, I've seen probably like six times or something like that, seven times. And what's the DMB concert going experience like? Because they are really known for their live shows. Yeah, they really jam out. I mean, they're older now, but they used to jam out back in the day, and they jam out a song for like twenty five minutes or something like that, and there would be like solos and. People dancing around and smoking weed and stuff like that, which I don't like as much. I just sit there as an old man and have a couple beers and that's it. But, uh, but like, yeah, they're, you they're... watch the you watch the high people's shoes for them. <laughs> <laughs> they take off their shoes and put them in a pile, and you sit and you watch them. And it's all the popular kids from high school. It's all the popular kids still. I'm like, you guys having fun? I'm still like, I'm still a loser. I. I, I don't like concerts as much anymore. Uh, like I, I would like like to go to a concert and like sit down and watch. Oh, same, same, same. Yeah. Like that was yeah. the first. Uh, uh, th- that was the first realization of oh, I'm getting older. Is yeah. who did I go see? I saw. Uh, oh shoot, I forget who it was. I think it was watching. Fuck, this would have been like three years ago or something, and I was just like. Why, why can't I sit down? Oh, I yeah. saw Slater Kenny okay. when they came around in 2015 with um, uh, No City's Love and that album. Um, when it was like the big comeback. And, uh, you know, I never thought I'd get to see them in my, you know, my life. Because by the time I got into them, they had already broken up and stuff. So I realized I was, I was at the Palladium in Hollywood and I was standing. And there was this moment where I'm just like, fuck, what I want is a chair. Yeah. At a Slater Kinney concert, which is like, you're supposed to be jumping around and kind yeah. of fucking shoving and shit. I, I think that the, it, I used to like to get fucked up is the other thing, too. Is like, I'd be like, I'm going to go to like a concert, especially when I was like 16. I'm like, I'm going to try to get drunk or high or something when I was a kid. And now I'm like, I don't smoke. I like to have like two beers if I drink. And I don't like to smoke weed or, or do any sort of drugs anymore so yeah, same. Like, uh, so like that like and even then when i was younger and i was doing that like i would just do that stuff and be like oh now i have anxiety <laughs> and, I'm <at> the, <laughs> and i'm at the concert watching dave matthews band like it was never maybe a good thing but I, I feel like i saw mia years ago and was like had had a few and so i was just like doing my thing dancing and i'm sure mm-hmm. much to the annoyance of everybody around me and then uh, i recently saw robin Mm-hmm. Um, at the forum, and I had like two drinks, and was like, "I'm gonna keep to my little bubble as a dance," like, yeah. even though I was like, "And everybody here's watching me. <laughs> Everyone came to Robin to watch and judge me." <laughs> <laughs> there was just this moment of just being like realizing, "Oh, everybody here, like, there's a large age range, but everyone's being like respectful mm-hmm. of personal space." So I'm just like. 
okay, I'm going to dance, but like in very, in like almost like I, I exist in a tube. Yeah. And I was fine with that. I think if I had been younger, I would have been like, nah, I want to dance. I want to get on the floor and like make a big scene about it. And now I'm like, no, I'm fine in the back. I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine knowing that I could sit down for the last three songs. Of course. Which I did. I get mad when people are standing up in front of me when like the other audience members aren't standing up. I'm like, sit. Like, I, like I'm like, I want to be like, sit down. Like, I want <laughs> yeah. to be that person. It's annoying. It's 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 too much. I feel the same way. I feel for me, people are like my age are finally catching up to me. Like now, everybody's like not dancing anymore. It's like that. Yeah, I've never danced. I've never <laughs> wanted to dance. No, Thank no, God, oh, no, God, you're no. finally all too old and tired to dance. I've been waiting for this. Let's I'm, all sit. That's like been like every wedding, especially just being a single guy at <gasps> yeah. every wedding, and everyone is just like. Go out there and dance. You like you gotta dance. Get no. out there and dance. Oh. Or so often are like, hey, th- dance with that girl over there. Like that. Like that oh, pressure. That's even worse. That pressure for for like like uh, that pressure is on guys for their like uh, and I'm sure girls too. Starting at like what age eleven? Yes. Get out there and dance with that girl. Get out there. And- what, regardless of where you fall fucking on the patriarchy. Uh, sexuality spectrum. And it's also and it's also that sort of thing of like I don't want to fucking dance at all. Yeah, I don't want to dance. Period. You think that's what's going to be a good first impression for me? <laughs> <laughs> you walk out and start doing a thing I hate. Yes. Oh, but I was just at a wedding in Chicago. I didn't know anybody except the person getting married mm-hmm. and like two other people at different tables who I hadn't seen in 10 years and the people at my table kept being like alright we gotta dance we're gonna go dance aren't you gonna come dance and one of them kept bothering me it's like I don't know you <laughs> we literally just randomly got put at a table together I'm not your dance friend yeah. if you wanna go dance go dance why do you need this dude that you don't know who just happened to be sitting at the same table as I you what do you need me for I can't believe a stranger put that on you because that you that you should have been free at that wedding yeah. to like not have to dance, mm-hmm. and then this fucking the stranger puts yeah. that bullshit on you. That that makes my blood boil. <laughs> you were asking about you were asking about Machead. I was a while back. It was like it had the sound of Paul McCartney in 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 Radiohead or something. Yeah, yeah, it was like a very interesting combo. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard Machead because it was a song that wasn't released on. The, it was like a hidden. It was like a one of their studio sessions and and they recorded it and like fans are so excited about it supposedly it maybe became that song bartender okay uh which which was a part of the lily white sessions um which was the next album that got scrapped so every day came out then uh um the lily white sessions leaked right then too and like people were like the lily white sessions are awesome they loved it were they they were great. They were way more like in line with, and it was like kind of like the last great thing maybe that, that they did was this album that it was the biggest like album leak of all time. It was it was released on Napster too, which is the which they didn't like. Uh, the, the but they also had their I did it was the single on there, but um, <laughs> but uh, it was it was like the like this huge thing that this thing leaked and everyone was like this is better. And then they made the next they made an album called Bus and stuff like a year later. In 2002, maybe that was all. Yeah, there were like it was like a normal spacing of albums, which is like if you're up and coming, I feel like it's every few years, Mm. and then it was like back to back, and then they spaced it out a little bit more after that. And so that so maybe I've never I don't know if I've ever listened to like maybe you could find that on antsmarching.org what Macet is, but (laughs) but the, the that album was and I was like on the website when that album was like getting leaked. Uh, Macet's weird to me just because it like seems to be. 
almost if there was a Dave Matthews Band Holy Grail song because uh, it doesn't seem to be like in interviews it would appear that other people are like oh yeah Matt yeah. what's this number that we record and then I think it turned into something that like no one has a straight answer on what happened to it well th- this is the weird thing with them is that like every day came out people heard it and they were like this is not that good and then to hear like people online be like hey there's like this other like they recorded this other album that has like some of like the like recorded versions of the songs that you that you heard when you went to their shows on tour or whatever and like it's awesome and you're and people are like there's just rumors of it this awesome album and then for that to actually like a guy like leaked it like he got tricked into leaking it someone like wrote him an email pretending to be Steve Lillywhite saying that he could leak it. And, and that wow. guy, so that guy like, he didn't ask for like credentials, a pick. He, 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 he sent him like, <laughs> Full face pick his, like he, he did like a one instead of an L in his email. So it uh. was his email. It was like a tricky thing like that. Mm. And so like, I think that that stuff has always just existed in the Dave Matthews band world because there was like this crazy album that then did leak and yeah. was like this big deal. So and that could happen back then. Now it would just you know no everything's yeah. everything's online. Everything's in clouds. There's no like everything is can be like confirmed or denied. So yeah. like the idea of there being like this legend, yeah, and then it being true. It's yeah. such a it's such a bummer to me that like a new Kanye West album or something will come out and I'm like I don't even care. Like it's like now that it's just released on like iTunes or whatever. Yeah. I'm like. There's so much Meh, music I, don't care. I have to catch up on because there's too much now because it just gets set like, oh yeah, a new album dropped. And I go, what? Really? And I used yeah. to be very on top of this shit. Oh yeah, I mean, no, that's it's hard the to know. oldest we've sounded is complaining that there's too much music. <laughs> yeah, there's too much, Turn <laughs> there's too it much down. music out there. <laughs> Steve, you mentioned Chicago like four hours ago. Uh, <laughs> apparently 15 years mm. this year yeah. is when... It's the anniversary. So that would have been 2004. Yep, I was there. You were there. Not I got lit- shot on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you seem so uh, not PTSD ridden from that no, event. No, it was just shit on a boat. Do you want to fill us in I on think what that, you know what you know happened? What? I think that it was a... Uh, so this is, a, this, you know, this is like... The tide was turning against Dave Matthews Band at this point. This is 2004. It was kind of... Yeah. Things were not... This was not the year for this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> this, that, 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 like, I felt like after this point, like their best days had already, are, were, were behind them. Mm-hmm. And that's 15 years ago. So, and there was, I think it was a Wendella boat cruise if I had it. Because I've done the Wendella boat cruise in Chicago, mm-hmm. the arch, like the architectural tour or whatever. Yes, it was an architectural tour. Yeah, and I, I've, I've done that very tour in Chicago. And I just think you could have got Dave Matthews. I could have got, I, I would be a fucking honor. <laughs> <laughs> it would be an honor to be covered in that. So basically a shit. bus driver for the band. Yes. Toggled a switch. Yep. And that opened a tank and that sent just a flood of human waste mm-hmm. down below off the, the off a bridge in Chicago. Yeah, the Kinsey Street Bridge. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying that right, well, and there's a bunch. Uh, there's a bunch of streets that go over the river. Uh huh. So mm-hmm. it's just like one of so those. like an open grate, mm-hmm. a passing boat. A nightmare ensues. Yeah. Perfect timing, though. Like, that's when you have to... You have to... You you can't see this happen in the news and not believe in a higher power. Because, like, (laughs) something had to decide that these people needed to be doused. These people on a cultural architectural (laughs) tour of of one of America's oldest cities. Did the driver just accidentally release the shit? Or did he think he was being 
coy by releasing like did he think like i'm gonna get rid of all this shit and dump it in the river I'm yeah i think sure he, i think he needed that's... a place to dump it and yeah. he was just like here we go and like he got fired and got in trouble but or was whatever. he wasn't driving at the time did he pull the bus i over? think the bus was pulled over i don't even know if i don't know if they were on the bus or what's so the, the deal idea was. of him just like being like well i'm i'm, I'm driving on this uh <laughs> bridge now flip flush yeah and also there's while thing driving too. Like, a lot of tour buses don't let you go to the bathroom on them. Uh, so it's that yeah. weird thing of, like, they did use the they did use this toilet. It was full. He had yeah. to empty it, which is, like, you're supposed to do it, like, at, like, specific stations. Yeah, where you even if it, it didn't out. land on a boat, you're still not supposed to just dump, you're not supposed to dump it into, into the Chicago River. I mean, this is all on the bus driver. Yeah. I, I, like, the band wasn't like, hey, empty the shit into the river. Like, of course not. <laughs> but no, the, no, no. I think Dave Matthews. Stole the bus, <laughs> timed it with the architectural tour, uh-huh. and then dumped the shit all over. And then he finished it off by once that was empty, he also took a shit mm-hmm. over the side of the bridge onto the onto the tour. I yeah, almost architectural. It's, it's also nuts because like Dave Matthews Band is semi uh, environmentally friendly yes. forward yeah. thinking. Like they had that Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yes, and, they, like, the proceeds from that are for like uh, uh, let's uh, keep the planet from dying. Right? It's like yes. all the climate change. Uh, progressive, progressive guy, they, progressive band. They yeah. must care about the world if they put their name on Ben and Jerry's <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> Them, Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> Stephen Colbert. Heroes, well, American Dream. One Sweet World was was a Dave Matthews Band flavor, uh, based on the on on One Sweet World, mm-hmm. and it was World W H I R L E D. That was no. one of them. Was in that? Do you remember? No, I tried it and I thought it was good. They're, they, they, I think they did like a couple flavors with Dave Matthews Band. Um, I, they, they have always been. They, he has been progressive as far as far as like environmental stuff goes. Um, this was bad. I mean, it was a bad. Yeah, moment. well, part How many of people it, got, part of it. Well, part of it is not just that like people got shat on, but it's also that they had to admit these environmentally friendly guys that they were expanding their carbon footprint because they're touring in five separate buses. Um, mm. And the one that uh, spread the shit everywhere was used by uh, Boyd Tinsley. Oh, what sucks for him. He wasn't even Dave Matthews. Dave Boyd, <laughs> Boyd Tinsley, God. A full-time violinist, and that full-time violinist has his own tour bus. This- you know what? They should, though. Like, this is what they do most of most of their career is touring. Like you just said, they're touring all the time. Yeah, if you're going to be touring and on the road all the time and you want to keep this going, I'm not going to share a bus with four other people. Well, I mean, yes, <laughs> I of course. It. Yeah, but, but Boyd Tinsley, though, he he's the violinist, and he was kind of like the guy who, like, as time went on, like, he would seem kind of, like, lost in shows mm-hmm. and, like, wasn't doing a good job. And he also got uh, – he was – he was uh, he he had a me too moment, uh, Boyd Tinsley. Oh, no. So he's kind of, so knowing he was the knowing he was the guy whose bus it was. I'm like, oh, this fucking pain in the ass, Boyd Tinsley. <laughs> How many people did get shat on? Um, I feel like there must be a Reddit AMA. Like I oh, got was, shit on. That's a great from Dave Matthews. There, yeah. I think there was. I mean, like, Let so me this find, is all I'm this is all Boyd. This is all Boyd shit. So I now yeah. I'm like, because um, also I just imagine you're like. The boat is moving slower than the shit is falling. You, so you just see it, and it's just getting closer and closer. Like, how do you, you can't avoid it? You 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 nailed it when you said like, yeah, it, this is like not another teen movie level of like, how the fuck did this happen? Oh, it's my favorite scene in that movie. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. I mean, that is a great scene, but but 
it's crazy that that actually worked out that the, like these yeah. people were covered in shit while they were on a boat. I wish it was an it's art insane. option. 120 passengers on the boat. Did they all get shit on? I don't think they all got shit on, right? A good number, though. Uh, Probably like 40 people. Would you? My guess. So, okay, so I, I imagine. I mean, if you're just standing there getting shit on and, like, yeah. looking up at the sky, is, you've seen I imagine shit it's fall. like, yeah, I imagine it's like a Disney ride, like, where you're going under the waterfall. Uh-huh. And so it's just coming and you just see it. Like, uh-huh. do you sit and let it cover you or do you jump off the boat? Yeah, all reports seem to indicate that there was, like, a sudden realization where it was, like, the, the shock of, like, what was that? And then the smell, and then going, oh, oh no. no. And then I started throwing up. Jesus. My God. favorite bit is the vice president of marketing and tours at the time, Bastian Bulma, says, in 50 years of operation, the tour has never experienced something like this. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's a good spin. In 50 years, no one we know has been shat on. Like, that's the thing you're going to lead with, buddy? He had, he had to change the thing on his wall that said uh, 50 years <laughs> of nobody getting shat on. He had to change it to a zero. <laughs> also, I got to say, they're on tour in Chicago. Like, they're eating heavy food. These are, like, yeah. bad shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. were at Giordano's. These yeah. are Polish sausage shits. Mm-hmm. Yes. They had uh, some dense pizza crust. These oh, are Portillo's God. wet sandwich <laughs> shits. Oh, these are, these are uh, oh, God, what's the sausage? What are the <laughs> Chicago sausages? V- not Vienna. Never mind. Don't look at me. Matter. I've never been to Chicago. I'm just I thought Vienna was good. I, I was yeah. with you with Vienna. Well, I just mean, like, there's, like, a very specific... What's that one pizza that everybody loves? Not just like deep dish. Giordano's? Yeah. Luminati's? Luminati, that's one. Illumin- the Illuminati? The Illuminati pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think the Illuminati would be headquartered in Chicago, but you'd be right. But then when you realize there's a pizza place called Luminati's, yeah. <laughs> it just makes sense. Yeah. You wonder why you didn't put it together Pizzas sooner. Pizzas are shaped in triangles. Oh! The pyramid. Uh, it's all connected, Wedges people. of cheese. I've been saying for a long time, yeah. <laughs> They're out to destroy Dave Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, there's also some story where it's, uh, let's see, Lynn LaPlante Alloway was pregnant, driving out with her husband and young son. Mm. Um, she was a perpetually nauseous, expectant mother at the time, which meant she was driving with the windows open, and any upset to her senses could send her, you know, she could end up throwing up. And then out of nowhere, it's just like shit flying into her car. A bad, a bad, a bad, a bad moment in Dave Matthews' big history. I get, okay, so the driver needed to unload this, but I'm still unclear. Did he stop the bus on the bridge or was was this just like a... um, like a bird trying to to lighten itself by just like sh- get shitting it all out as it travels. I, I I think that he I think he stopped on the bridge and got rid mm-hmm. of it. This and, also I think that this is this is a bad moment, but it's not as bad as I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did that it was much worse. that was much more of a coating of shit across many more people. You know what's insane? This woman, this pregnant woman who gets shat on, like driving, mm-hmm. uh, she's dressed nicely because she's on her way to perform at a wedding because she played violin for the Chicago Jazz Philharmonic. So a violinist spreads shit on another oh, violinist. That's crazy. I hate this violinist on violinist. Violinist. Like, <laughs> A po- like and also like a popular like a, like in like a popular band this like yeah. violinist and you're like I'm still doing like the yeah that's fucked up 
I'm doing a wedding yeah. and you're in a tour bus that you're in your own tour bus. That's crazy. <laughs> I should crazy. be so lucky to have a tour bus dumping my shit all over. <laughs> How do you, no, there can't just be like a switch. Like I'm thinking about Christmas vacation, cousin Eddie, like you've got to like, there's like a hose. You've got to like put it into a little yeah. hole and like. I pump it out. I truly don't understand the mechanics of how it happened. I just know that uh, 120 souls that day were for irrevocably changed forever. That's true. This is this. this Imagine is a- going to therapy and your PTSD issue is I was shit on. <laughs> then uh, you know what? Then you've had a pretty decent life. If yeah, this is honestly, your big issue. honestly, if your one issue is that like a whole bunch of human shit landed on me, like I mean, like it's a right. bad moment, but I mean, like it's one moment you can learn to live past it. You can deal with a porta potty at some point. Like you work your way towards going past that fear. And also, frankly, this is this you kind of guys you kind of, guys kind of drop this on me. This is uh, this is fucked up for me. I thought we were celebrating Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> you. I had no idea that they were such big philanthropists. Yeah. They have their own Aunt Bama Works Fund. They also have contributed like over $8 million to a bunch of different charity organizations, which uh-huh. is cool. Now um, we're talking. A bunch of stuff that's like particularly for Charlottesville and Virginia, mm-hmm. um, and then in the surrounding areas of Virginia, and then they've planned a bunch of other charity events. Um, they had something called the Village Recovery Fund after the Sri Lankan tsunami. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done a bunch of hum- Habitat for Humanity work, Farm Aid. Um, they did fundraising for Hurricane Katrina. I was like, "Holy shit!" These guys like have done a lot over the they're years. They're little. They 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 don't like. It's not like a thing either where they're like, "We've done all this stuff." They're like, uh, they don't have the U two side of them as much. We're like kind of, and I don't even care that Bono does it because I'm like, whatever. If he is like actually putting money into the stuff, I don't give a shit. If he's like, people are like he's too outspoken, and I'm like, well, I don't give a shit. Who cares? He's yeah. helping in some way. So does it really bother you? And Dave Matthews. So to give him credit, like isn't like a guy who's like Bono. He's just as quietly donating and 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 he's not a. That's my thing is Dave Matthews is not a bad guy. Boy Tinsley, the guy whose bus it was, and uh, <laughs> maybe Boy's not that the great. Viol- the violinist with violinist violence. The violinist. The, the, the he's he's had he's had some issues. He's, oh, he's, wouldn't he's, it be? What if we found out that he dumped the shit and blamed his driver? <laughs> what if he was like, hey driver? Now, because <laughs> I mean, waiting. like the timing of that, I think you need two eyeballs. Like you need somebody ketchup bottles. Somebody's focusing on where the bus is going. Somebody's got to focus on getting the the boat right. I need the scapegoat of the driver. I need it to be the driver <laughs> yeah. still. I can't <laughs> so have it be anyone involved with the van. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just was like, this is so cool. I'm with you though. I'm with you on like, I don't love braggy philanthropy i understand if you are say if you're at a gala Mm -hmm. and you're the highest donor like yeah go make a speech about why you gave one million dollars for whatever Uh but like yes the the final thing of like i'm helping look at look at me helping i'm I'm helping everyone i'm like okay shut up just do the help like what this does is you're you're doing selfless acts to feed your ego Mm -hmm. as opposed to just being of service it makes you wonder what the what's behind it all what the real motivation is do i am i a good person that wants to do better or do i really want everyone to think i'm a good person yeah mm-hmm. am i a patron of the arts like fred durst but if he's yes. or am i <laughs> but if the money is going to a good cause it really doesn't matter what bono is or what he thinks <laughs> yeah or that's the other what where his tour bus unloads <laughs> <laughs> if you okay so we've got 
all nine studio albums thus far okay. in 2018, mm-hmm. you had to rank them. If you know well, them and rank, rank them from lowest to, obviously we know that Before This Credit Streets is going to be the number one spot for you. Yeah, Before These Credit Streets is probably number one. And then it's tricky with the other three. I think I think Under the Table and Dreaming comes second to me and then Crash is third, even though I like Crash a lot. But those are like the top three for sure do they have do they ha- do they have uh remember two things listed as an official album release or no uh i don't know that it counts as a it's not okay studio yeah. i don't think it should count if, if wikipedia up- is not counting it then for this arbitrary no. ranking you cannot I'm not, I'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna count it i'm not gonna allow it i will There's allow a bunch of live albums that- they have so many live albums so if you want to throw one in anyway. No, no 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 we okay. won't do that that's not fair or um, if you want to count under the table and dreaming and crash as tied for number two, and then Ooh, go right to number four. Too. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? No, I'll say one. I th- I'll say before these crowded streets. I know that you gave me a good out there, but I'm gonna say <laughs> under the table. There's no weird rules here. <laughs> no, but I'm going with it. And then Crash is third. Okay. Crash has two step and number forty one, which are great songs. Then after that, oh god, what is the what's the next album after that? It's either. Um, it's either their latest album, Come Tomorrow, wow. or or it's. Um, uh, away from the world. Okay. I think. I think maybe away. So more f- one of the more recent. Yeah, albums. one of the more recent. Well, so maybe I'd say away from the world because maybe that just has like that Lily White sound, and then Come Tomorrow is very close. They're both like kind of. Oh, so this is like a huge drop already. This is like way, 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 way down. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so it's like here. Here's the top three, and then it's like like in the Olympics, like when you watch like a race and then somebody like beats the records and yeah. then somebody else comes in like 30 seconds behind. Yeah, this is okay. this this is this is and then and then these other ones are are even worse than that. So <laughs> so then there's like somebody who comes in like a full minute behind. Yes. Big, uh, so there's Big Whiskey and the Grugrox King as uh-huh. what I'm missing, right? Big Whiskey uh Wait, what's the name of the album? Big Whiskey and the Grugrox King. I know. Um, <laughs> Steve's okay. just Steve's just giving me a look like okay. <laughs> is it was this is this is after Leroy Moore died and so like he uh, is like the, this album is kind of like a tribute to he's the group oh, rock king lovely. or whatever. Well, um, now I feel bad for making. No, 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 don't no, no. It's a well, it's, 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 a, a, it's, a, it's a bad title, title with good intentions. Yeah. let's put it that way. Uh, Big whiskey and the group king. I, I'll name all the albums they have left. Um, uh, oh God, the one that Dream Girl is on. What is that? Uh, it came out my senior year of college, 2005. It stand is Up? Stand Up. Oh, man, Stand Up. Stand Up is maybe the worst album. I think maybe that is in last Ooh, place. Oh, even worse than Every Day. Every, it's worse than Every Day. Cause, and honestly, Big Whiskey and the Grugrax King are, are also... That also, I don't like that album much at all. And some people really do like that album, and I don't. Like I don't enjoy that. So it album. sounds like you're really just here for the first three. They you know, haven't you know, really done anything aside from their live shows. Their studio albums beyond the first three haven't really. So and Lily White. So the first three and then busted stuff that comes that comes after huh. that comes after Crash because that is the Lily White sessions they were just re-recorded. They're not as good, but that busted stuff is fourth. And then that's a fun name for it. Busted stuff. It's it's it's, it's kind of like you know, I don't know. It's like, yeah, if it's re-recorded, like, songs they trashed. Yeah, yeah. It's busted stuff. That's true. That is, I never even really thought of it, but that's great. Yeah. Um, and I that's, like them now. They're my favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> you love busted stuff. Steve yeah. loves I did it. <laughs> busted stuff is, is fourth. Okay. And like, but Lily White Sessions would be really fourth. And then busted stuff would be, like, fifth. And it's not 
as good as Lily White Sessions. And then every day is sort of towards the end, but still not at every, the end. Every day is maybe like, maybe every day beats Big Whiskey and the Grugrax King for me. Is there a particular live album that's, uh, like if you were to convince somebody to try to listen to a live album of theirs, is there one that stands out? Probably li- like live at Luther College with him and, and, uh, and Tim Reynolds or okay. whatever. Yeah. That's like like just a classic old one. That's just like just them and guitars and kind of fun to listen to. I'm surprised they never ended up doing like an MTV Unplugged thing. Although I feel like MTV Unplugged only existed for a short period of time. Yeah, really. They brought it back recently, but I can't remember with who. And uh, he he was unplugged. I mean that, that like uh they could yeah okay I guess it's like uh, redundant at that point. They could he they could have done like an unplugged version of like I did it or something <laughs> if they wanted. Like he could have like done that album unplugged. Which would that suck. <laughs> Is there any parting words that you would like to say, like a thesis statement and in conclusion to anybody, particularly, I don't know, say Tim Kalpakis or Cassidy or Russ or anybody who's like, this hmm. sucks. I hate this. I'm going to make fun of you for it. What would you say to them to say, like, it doesn't suck and here's why? I think that you should. I think for everyone who who is really hard on Dave Matthews, I think you should just read up on the man and the band I mean, don't read up on Boy Tinsley, but read up on everyone else <laughs> and see that, like, do you, what do you hate about, do you, what, is what you hate about this band, this, these people or the people that are, that are actually the fans of them, the people that surround their, like, who are into their music, is that what you hate? Do you hate the culture around this band? Yeah. And I think that that, I think disliking the culture around the band is fine. I mean, like, I don't even like those people. Like I've said, they're, they're not my, and also, like, now at this point in time, they're just, the people who really are into them, they're not bothering anybody. They're just, like, dorky Dave Matthews Band fans. And then I would say, give Before These Crowded Streets a listen. I think that a lot of people don't know Dave Matthews Band music. I think that they just clump it all together, and they're like, they suck. And they're like, like uh, I think Before These Crowded Streets is a genuinely good album. And I think that if you listen to it from beginning to end, I think that you wouldn't think of them in the same way. I mean, you still maybe wouldn't like it. I think there were a lot of people just like his voice is a turnoff and that you're never going to get around that. So that's it. But give it a, give it a listen. And, and, and I think that you might find that it's, it's, it's better than, than the butt of the, you know, like a late night TV joke. It's or Fallon. Fallon loves him. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> this is the issue. This is the issue. He's the type of guy who loves him. They have a passionate following. They have a sound that's not exactly like everything else. They've been um, good to the. They've been good to the world. They've been progr- progressive and in, in, in uh, besides Boy Tisley, they've been progressive. They they they've uh, donated money to a lot of good causes. So, I think I think for the most part they're they're a, a, a net positive. Yeah, and but. they only dumped their shit on one architectural tour in yeah. how many years? <laughs> Fuck those. Yeah. Fuck. They were probably, you know what? They were probably some of those people in Chicago you fucking hated. Also, I lived in Chicago for five years. You know what I never did? Kiss the bean? A, kiss the bean. Or went on a goddamn boat tour. <laughs> I, so, I admitted that I went on one. Oops, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's your, no. You, I know, I think you're right. I actually did go on one after I moved away from Chicago. There we go. So, yeah. Fuck these Just people. Just saying, the people that are on them suck. Yeah. <laughs> They do suck. They you know should what? be honored. It's, it's their fault for getting shat on. I agree. They should be honored to be covered in the shit of <laughs> Matthew's band. 
Uh, Mike Mitchell, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Thank you for having me. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug at this time? Um, besides yeah. these albums? Uh, yeah, dmband.com. <laughs> Antsmarching.org. Uh, no, just uh, my Twitter is bdayboysmitch. Uh, and uh, that's that's it. That's uh, bdayboysmitch on Twitter. And, and, oh, my na- and my name's Mitch on Instagram. My name's Mitch. Anything else coming up? Oh, uh, you check out the Doughboys uh, podcast. And then we have a Doughboys tour. Uh, there, I think there's still some tickets left for the second show in Boston on September 8th, I believe. All right. So, yeah, if you're in Boston, check it out. All right. All right. I'll be here, so I can't. So oh, you know, I, I don't. Ex- you guys don't have to do. You don't. You, okay. I'm not expecting you guys to fly out yeah. to Boston. No, you like know you what will happen? To... We'll be here, and you'll be on the other coast, and there'll be a space between. <laughs> Good. <laughs> hey, everybody! Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone and anyone. Subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you new to the pod? Why not go back and check out our other episodes with amazing guests? We talk about a lot of weird stuff. And do you have questions, comments, concerns, ideas? Want to just say hi? Email us at whydoyouknowthatpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at whydoyouknowpod. And if you're more of a picture person, follow us on Instagram at whydoyouknowthatpod. Thanks again. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.